This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. And welcome Pat and Stu, 888 beck 888-727-BECK. According to the New York Post, uh, Hollywood is bracing for another writer's strike. Now, what are they going on strike for? Do, don't they know there's income inequality? And some of these people are making a million dollars a draft for a, for a movie. A million dollars just for the draft. Uh, TV writers make three to $6,000 a week. Multiply that by four and then by 12. And tell me they're underpaid. I mean, uh, what about the people who are, are making $7 an hour? How come they're not worried about that? Um, union negotiating a fresh contract uh, about every three years. but it's, it, So it's been a decade since the last strike. A stunning 100-day walkout that put Tinseltown Productions on ice. Uh, I remember that pretty well. Back in 2007, Deadline's erstwhile editor Nikki Finke uh, chronicled the breakdown of negotiations between the big companies and uh, the people, the writers who write the shows. Consumers a decade ago had to live with fewer episodes of Heroes. Um, but, you know, there's so few shows that are, that are scripted now. Uh, does it really matter? I mean, I don't even... You, almost everything people watch is a reality show, isn't it? I know my girls watch The Bachelor. You, you were just talking about my 600-pound life. Yeah, but there's it's plenty. Not scripted. There, I mean, we watch a lot of shows that are scripted. Like? Uh, well, 24, uh, scripted, right? Yeah, but <clears throat> one, of the, uh, the, one of the guys, people who predict 24, they say a 55% chance it will be renewed. 55%. It's a guy, do you know mm. that's this... TV Grim Reaper or whatever. And they always, mm. I, I like following him because he's just there. They always like, up, that's all it does. It's like, hey, this show's going to be canceled. This show's going to go on. And they're right. seemingly almost always right. Um, and they have some formula that they put on these shows with ratings and, uh, you know, whatever there goes into their algorithm. And they say 55% chance that uh, that it will be renewed. So it's right on the bubble. Wow. Right on the bubble. The new, the new that's 24 Legacy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Go ahead, Jeffy. Sorry. Yeah, better. And, no, I was just saying that most of those shows are all scripted. We watch those. We watch the series on Netflix or oh, yeah. any of those. I mean, that's all scripted. Well, but the writer strike was what they say 
helped give rise to That's what I thought. The first reality. one, mm-hmm. right, that's what they did. The first one gave the reality, right? Because right. they said, okay, well, we'll do without you. Yeah, and we'll just have to dump money into reality shows because there's no writers. And uh, so that obviously that's lasted right. for a while. That's right. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Arnold Schwarzenegger is leaving uh, uh, Celebrity Apprentice. It's uh, apparently beneath him. Uh, certainly the ratings are beneath everybody. Uh, it, they're, they're really bad. Uh, and he blames Donald Trump for the ratings. They're not drop. that bad. They're honestly not that bad. They're not, not good. World. They're not good, right? But they're not that bad. I mean, you know, uh, uh, go ahead. You can finish your thing, and we'll go through these ratings. You tell me. We'll, we'll figure it out, figure it out together. We'll figure it out together, guys. We'll figure it out together. Okay. Do you have uh, more to go on this? I, just, I didn't want to cut you off. Uh, well, he says with Trump being involved in the show because he's still got producer credit. Yes. Um, People have a bad taste and don't want to participate as a, specter, a spectator or as a sponsor or in any other way support the show. It's a very divisive period now. And I think this show got caught up in all that division. Are you, this guy's supposed to be a Republican. Right. <laughs> you forget about that, actually. <laughs> I, guy's supposed to be a Republican. And he's saying this about a Republican president. Right. And, I, well, and look, I say I plenty of, you it. know, I, people consider us on the right, and we say plenty of critical things about Trump. He's, cri- he's, of course, criticizing him from the left, which is, another, is a difference. The other part of that is, I think it's actually true. I think his analysis well, is actually it. true. I, you know, I'm, I'm not watching The Apprentice past season, probably two anyway, um, but... I've never watched a single episode. Oh, really? Really. I, I, I watched a, a couple one. at the beginning. I, I watched, I would say, sub of that first season, for sure, and probably an episode or two after mm-hmm. that at some Maybe point. Maybe a little Celebrity Apprentice? I never got into the Celebrity one. That was way after I was I gone. Uh, but it, and that came around in 2000. I'll give you the date on that. 2007 was the first year of the Celebrity version. Yeah. So, I mean, the show's been on since 2003. So, um, so it's interesting, though, that, like, I am not surprised to see the ratings go down, but they're going to go down anyway. I do think that part of it is people are like, because the, tr- the people who like Trump don't want to give attention to Schwarzenegger. They no. don't want to go to it because they are saying, well, Trump is criticizing it. I'm with Trump. And the people who don't like Trump are saying to themselves, wait a minute, uh, I don't want to be associated. I don't want to watch some stupid Trump show. Yeah. So like there's no audience for it anymore. They really should have given it a break. I mean, it was stupid mm-hmm. to try to bring it back this fast. Give it a break for a few years. Mm-hmm. You could bring back the concept again with somebody else later on. But there was no way this was going to work big time, bigly, uh, as it were. And it was, I watched an episode uh, of it with Arnold, and it was um, not good. Well, he's also not good. So, no, I mean, he they're, they're, so Trump's criticism is correct in that, like, even if everything were equal, the ratings would go down. And it is surprising that with Donald having an executive producer stamp on that show, that he tweets bad stuff about it. I mean, yeah. he wants mm-hmm. something that is affiliated with him that doesn't have him uh, specifically on it to do poorly, whether his name is on it or not. I mean, I just it doesn't make any sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, you tell me, how bad are these ratings? Because, I mean, the, the big criticism is the ratings are terrible. So the first year of The Apprentice, average viewers, 20.7 million. First year. 20.7. That's wow. when uh, Bill Rancic won. But those were big days for TV numbers, too. Yeah, that was 2003. Right, so it's going to be big. Then it dropped from 20, 20.7 to 16 million. Okay, mm-hmm. that's year two. They actually kind of did two seasons. So they went 16, then 14. And now we're still in 2005. Okay, next year, uh, 11 million. Next year, 9.7. Next so it's year, already in, cut in more yeah. than half. Right. 
Next like year, 51, 52, 53%. Right. Next year is uh, 7.5. Okay, now we're in 2007. Oh my gosh. So the ratings are so bad at that point, wow. they switch the show to Celebrity Apprentice. Okay? Right. Celebrity Apprentice starts 2007. They go back up to 11 million, then back to 9, 7.4, 8.8. So a little bit up in that 2011 series. Um, uh, and then they would go back again to regular apprentice. Now, this, keep this number in mind for a second. Regular apprentice gets 4.7 million on average. This is 2010, 2011. Okay, 4.7 million. Go back to uh, um, uh, go back to celebrity apprentice again. They go from 8.8 to 7.1, then 5.6, then 7.6, and then a Schwarzenegger 4.9. Now, 4.9 you might remember is actually higher than the last year of The Regular Apprentice. Higher. I mean, mm-hmm. of course Trump's not going to... And, you know, it's a celebrity apprentice. I don't know who's on the show. They said Matt Eisman won. Do you know who Matt Eisman is? Nope. I don't. I mean, so it's, it wasn't a lot. A big celebrity, apparently. At least, I mean, maybe I'm No, when I, when I saw the previews, I didn't... I don't think I recognized a single person on it. So that's I, another part. Because they had Penn Jillette. Yeah. They had Piers Morgan, even. They had well, they at least had people Brent you knew. Michaels from Poison. Right, from Poison, yeah. They had, they had some celebrities. So, again, and if you take... Because the second... The last season Trump was on was 2014, 2015, where they got 7.6 million, which was a, a very good... It was the best ratings they had had in a couple of years. If you go back to the season before that, it's the year that Trace Adkins won. Remember that? Right. Kind of? Right. 5.6 million. That's 2013. Four years later... He got 4.9 for Arnold. So 5.6 to 4.9 in four years with the, t- the way the, the, uh, the numbers are degrading anyway on television is not that bad. No, yeah. it is not. Uh, and again, I think it was A, terrible. B, had no audience. C, it started off stronger and faded towards the end. Where I didn't even know the finale even happened. I mean, did you know? No. I didn't even know the finale happened. It only got no. 3.5 million for the finale, which is by far the worst finale of the series. But the average was still 4.9 million. Uh, Time to get to the chopper. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what was it? Hasta, was this catchphrase? Hasta la vista, Hasta baby. La vista, baby. Oh. Get to the chopper. And by the way, if you're on the news today, can I just speak directly to people who are doing news stories about this? Please don't say. Please, I beg you. Don't say. Arnold Schwarzenegger is leaving The Apprentice, so we all have to say, Hasta la vista, baby, to him. That's way too late for that. Yeah. I heard. You know what? You Way remember when, uh, wasn't it Conan that. that did those things? Yes. We should go do that today. Yes. We should do all one of the, our own all, montages. I bet, I bet to the I heard it at least country. twice, and I don't watch a lot of local news. It had to happen across all the over the country, people saying, Asta la you Vista, baby. You know it did. Oh, we got to do That's that. That's a funny bit. got to do that. So we've got to say, Asta la Vista, baby, to Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's being reported today. KTV News. Arnold Schwarzenegger apprentice. leaving The Apprentice. Oh, so bad. Asta la Vista, Arnold. Um, and, <laughs> and this is a really strange story. And, Jeffy, I think you know more about this uh, than I do. But Richard Simmons, the, of course, uh, workout guru, um, has not been seen publicly for 1,095 days. It's going on three years. Yeah. What I don't is know. going I, on? I, just, I, I, wow. I followed this very little, um, you wow. know, just off and on a little bit. There's reports of uh, him you know, recovering from surgery and not doing well. There's reports of... There's inside reports, too, of people like some of his... Uh, his people that have taken care of him in his uh, in his home and stuff have now just kind of keeping him almost hostage, you know, ruling his life, 
There's those kind of stories. There's stories of uh, mm -hmm. of him just being a regular guy and just wants to be out of the spotlight and still help people. So nobody really knows. Mm -hmm. I mean, wow. they just, it just doesn't seem like in 2017 those stories can happen anymore. Because it used to be that people would disappear whenever they wanted. Now everyone's so, every moment of your life is so public, you know. Uh, and I say this as a man waging a 44-day battle against a balloon on my ceiling. Like, everyone knows <laughs> everything about your life. Um, and it's like, I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine that he could just, disappear like this without anyone knowing the story you it makes you jump immediately to the worst conclusions that like maybe he's, he's really sick he's really sick or he's or, gained a lot of weight right yeah it could be that or yeah. could, you know maybe he's dealing with the you know uh, god forbid something like alzheimer's or something like that mm -hmm. where he's just not able to come out and really and it's possible anymore. you know i mean they talked about him having a knee surgery and then you know he wouldn't be able to move so it's definitely possible that you know he's ballooned back out and think of it if he had i mean that would destroy his business Right? Yeah, would it at sixty nine? I don't know. Is he sixty nine? Doesn't say that in there. Uh, how old is Richard sixty nine already? Sixty eight. Wow. I mean, mm. I don't know. I mean, 60, he's, he's sixty eight years old. If he got fat at the end, eh, who cares? <laughs> if he got fat at the end, you know, you're just like, ah, so what? But Richard is. I mean, he's a. I don't know if you ever have you ever met him or been around him at all. I mean, he. I is mean, we've a, had him on the show. We've had him. We had him on the CNN show for sure. I remember that. I mean, better he, said it. he is a. <laughs> He was a great he's a character. He's really he nice. Really he's nice. a character. Yeah, he um, but he's I mean, a nice man. My, uh, my wife's grandma just turned 96, 95, 96. And it's like, at that point, <clears throat> you just get to eat whatever you want, right? Yes. I mean, if, if someone, you're, wait, are you stopping me from eating a hamburger? <laughs> are you stopping me from eating a, a mozzarella stick? I'm going to eat whatever the hell I want. My mom's 92, and just about all she eats graham crackers and ice cream. <laughs> We're like, well, <laughs> whatever. whatever. If she wants to eat graham crackers so and what? ice cream. What's I going to do, kill her now? Right, right. now the thing is, <laughs> no. has she eaten graham crackers and ice cream for the last 30 years? Not 30, but for a while. But certainly since she was in her early 80s, I so think. So graham crackers, you can eat anything in the world you want. She and loves graham, graham crackers, crackers graham and crackers ice, cream. ice cream. What kind of ice cream? Vanilla? Or in fact, like the it orange? seems like toast has, been, has replaced the graham crackers. I am a big now. fan of toast, Yeah, man. she loves toast. I and love toast. Hot chocolate. And ice cream. You know, and that's all they Does can get. Does she butter her toast? Really? Yes. She like it buttered? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you know, the, toast is like one of the new uh, food trends in like LA. Toast? Yeah. You know, you know how they have, every <laughs> once in a while you get like, a, you know, like there's always a, that weird genre of food that becomes hot for like a year. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, it'll be like, you know, cronuts were the thing for a while. And like, and they, they just take the, they take the normal food and kind of elevate it to that ridiculous level, right. and you, you're paying like twenty-seven dollars for a donut, and you're like, "How? Why am I doing this?" Because it's toasted. So, right. So toast. How is, do you elevate toast? So the, I guess there's an art to this. And toast is not just yeah. You could put you know put a little butter on yeah. there. Mm -hmm. One of the things I did pick up from reading about this, and I, I, I led this to you now, is uh, yeah, sure you toast the bread, and mm -hmm. it's you know what. First of all. Thickness of bread is a big deal. Oh yeah. Uh, what kind of bread is it? Do you get the? Do you like the grains? Do you like white? Do you like the, the whole wheat? What do you like? How much toast? How, how much are you toasting it? Yeah. How much are you I toasting? Mean, people it's a like big, a toasted big, big range. window. Yeah. I purchased a, a toaster recently that has uh, several different options on this front. Not just yeah. the normal dial on the bottom, but also a bit more and mm. a bit more button. So it comes up and it's not light enough. You go a bit more, please, and it goes down <laughs> and takes it down for a minute and it comes back up. And then also uh, lift and see. 
So you can press a button and it lifts it up for you so you can see it to see if you want to pull it out or not. They're just titling those things now. They all had it before. No, no, they didn't have that. You had to press the stupid thing and it would pop up and it would come out of the out of the toaster. This Mm -hmm. is this takes him gracefully out of the toaster. (laughs) This is this is the this is what you get for being on TV every day. You get to buy toasters that will slowly move your toast out of the toaster. A bit bit more. A bit more. Um, But uh, (laughs) the toast place, and I've I've adopted this a little bit in my own life, which is yeah, you put you get the toast, you toast it to the level you want. You put the butter on it, it gets all nice and melty. And then sprinkle a little uh, sea salt or Himalayan salt on top. So you get a little salt on top of, of your toast. Oh, it improves it quite a bit, Pat. Salted toast. Salt on the toast. Really? Try it at home. Salt on the toast. Never well, that's why, that. I mean, it's delicious. It, you put a little extra on it. I mean, most butter. Right, there's going to be some in there butter, anyway. butter, butter on it, it's got salt. It's going to have right? some in yeah. there anyway. But you put a little extra, so you get little crystals on top. Plus, the Himalayan uh, rock salt is... Uh, World class. <laughs> I don't know. Like, we, this is how you can tell capitalism works. <laughs> is the fact that, I mean, salt was in everybody, like the same Morton salt was in your cabinet for a hundred years. Well, you still years. have that. Right. And it's still there if you want it. But now it's like, I would rather spend $18 on salt that I have to grind myself, please. <laughs> and you'll be like, <laughs> and I don't know why now it's in my head. That's the salt you use. Yeah. When I go to restaurants. It's got to be sea salt for my wife. Yeah, sea salt or, well, yeah. Okay, yeah, because is that a real, is there a reason for that, or is it I don't just, know. just, just, because I think is. that's what I am, too, and it's like, I have to have some sort of crazy salt. We have the pink Himalayan salt. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I don't know what the, and, uh, and the difference is. And I got news for you, Stu. It ain't just 18 bucks. Really? God, I want to know how much the salt is. My point, though, is that, because you'll spend anything on that if, if, if you think it's 1% better. And that's <laughs> how you know capitalism works. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're there, you're like, you know what, this salt tastes... One percent better in some unmeasurable yeah. way. Like I can't tell why it's one percent better, but it's one percent better. Let me spend thirty times. The why cost. you think it's one percent better is because you went to. Oh, this is where I got hooked up in the Heavenland Salt. I went to uh, whatever the name of the restaurant is at the Hard Rock Casino, their fancy smancy Hard Rock Casino okay. restaurant. Mm-hmm. And when they serve you with their lobster and mac and cheese and everything else that's delicious, they also bring out their. And here's a cup of our Heavenland Rock Salt, um, big, and this mm-hmm. will add to your flavor. And so it's not just the salt, it's the f- other food ingredients, but the salt in your house is going to make all that other food taste just as good as those. I mean, that's not true, but I do believe it. Uh, and I, and <laughs> I would say, when I go to, the, I go to a that's restaurant exactly like, and they have the normal salt, I'm like, ah. Oh, come on now. <laughs> I'm like, why? What, what, Who cares what I'm salt it is? I'm definitely like that with pepper, but not because oh, it's pe- got to be pepper oh, too. Yes. It's got to be oh, fresh ground gosh. pepper. That, that, yes, has to be fresh ground pepper. The for me. the old school like the powder pepper. We pour the yes. peppercorns yes. in and grind it every grind single time. The, you know, the, I, I can't do the salt. The, when you the get pepper the, in the in the store, it's so weird because and that because it comes out as like powder yes and it's like it, and you 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 uh-huh. cut you pour a little of the pepper out and it just kind of blows away in the wind because <laughs> it's so well, you, you come into the uh, diners you know with the little uh uh plastic or glass salt and pepper shakers yeah. like yep. what are we in, are we living in caveman right. days hey, no. <laughs> it's like wait a minute it's the same crap <laughs> but there's something about like i want to have the big pieces of pepper mm-hmm. when you, when you, like i want to see them all over the mm-hmm. it's weird i don't know you get down these weird roads, man and i don't know when that happened 
When did I say, like, <laughs> I don't remember at any point being like, oh, you know what? No longer were this salt. But now when I see it, I'm just like instantly yeah. disappointed. I think it happened about around the same time we started paying $1.50 for water. Yeah. That's <laughs> if you're lucky. That's probably yeah. true. If you're freaking lucky, you're it's $1.50. Lucky, it's 235 295 yeah. Whatever. I'll pay, I'll pay the three bucks a bottle as long as I can open it without spilling it out myself. I'm fine. Oh, uh, I know. Happened that. to me again. There's one that. bottling company that fills it all the way past the top and then crams and the it's not that. It's the, it's the and thickness of the plastic. And makes the plastic and the so garbage yes. thin, what recycled plastic. I will not buy that kind. I oh, think it drives Nestle. me crazy. Is it Nestle I, that does that? I was sitting on they my... They need to be called out, whoever it is. I'm sitting and on it's my... it's uh, terrible. Well, the, the Kroger, uh, and the, the Kroger uh, brand also uh, is a little frustrating. Oh. They have the really thin... Well, that is I don't know which one, what brand it is. I honestly don't know. But I I'm sitting on my right. couch the other day, and I'm, I'm using, I'm, I've got my computer, and I'm you know, typing as I'm watching probably my 600-pound life. And uh, I have uh, the bottle of water sitting next to me because, you know, it's nice and sealed. Yes. So I take it over, and I go like this. And, of course, as soon as I open it, <laughs> all over my computer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what human being? They, all these companies do research. Mm-hmm. How the hell do they think? That the best idea is to have it fill because it's costing the money to fill uh-huh. the extra inch. Uh-huh. Why fill it that much? I don't know. It's so and then I understand they're saving money with the plastic, which I don't the believe is environmental as at all. Well, as well as to recycle plastic, right? I mean, it's extra thin. That's what they've given. It's out terrible, of. Jeffy. I, I, I know. hate it. You know and what yet, else they're doing too? And yet, but I let me make this point. And yet, a bag of potato chips will be about one third full <laughs> and this much air. Yes, that pisses me off. You know what else they're doing, too? These what? damn convenience stores are changing the thickness of their coffee cups. You know who you are, QT. Wow, that's a wow. specific Man, that call out. Me wow. and because what, the, did, did we ever try, by the way, I don't mean to... to no, it just ticks me off. Did we ever try the spicy southwestern queso potato chips? No. I don't, I don't know. We may have. Maybe. We tried something like with... Oh, no, it was Pringles. We did the Pringles ones. Are... We did not do the Lay's. Uh, I may have tried the Lay's this weekend. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so we, if that one's on the docket coming up, you don't need to do that one. Or you can bring it in for Pat and Jeffy. Yeah, but uh, I wouldn't mind trying. Yeah, yeah no, we are, did. We did good. try the. We tried the Pringles ones. We okay. did not try. Okay. Uh, and by the way, on spoons today, steak and lobster. Steak and lobster. What is it? Cherry limeade peach. Cherry limeade peach. First of all, I can't eat those. Second of all, oh, cherry limeade peeps. That's a shame. You won't be able to eat one. Oh, oh darn, darn it. Darn it, darn, darn, darn. Darn, Pat, we... Dang it. Oh, I hate that one. Oh, darn. I don't like dang. either of you. Stew! Darn, if only. Oh. So coming up, peeps, and, uh, and, and so we've got, well, we've got a lot of good stuff. Yeah. And we, we have even more good stuff for you because... That wasn't any of it. We just did a completely different break that had nothing to do with what we were supposed to talk about. So we have lot, all that stuff to talk to you about, too. And more. Mm-hmm. And this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because your current phone carrier is probably doing things that... You don't want them to do behind your back, like undermining your beliefs, you know, spending $80 million to try to remove conservatives from office. So just the $80 million? Just $80 million. Oh, that's not uh, hundred bad. maybe sometimes, $150 million. I mean, because think about that. There's a good chance that some of that money was yours going to a, some organization you don't believe in. The, the fact that you wake up every day and talk to people at work and try to, you know, convince them that your values are the right values, and at the same time, you're sending money to your phone company who's donating it to the people supplying uh, your friends on Facebook with the BS information uh, that they use. You're just uh, a bad person. Uh, you're just, well, that's I all say there that. is to it. I don't think he probably knew. Well, there's a, there's a way to pull out of that. I mean, you know, if you don't want to be a bad person, you can call Patriot Mobile today because they offer nationwide talk and text with high speed 4G LTE data 
competitive prices. They'll donate 5% of your monthly bill to a conservative organization that you choose. Now, Patriot Mobile is not capable of absolving you of all your sins. For example, if you're mm -hmm. Jeffy and mm -hmm. you've spent an entire lifetime being awful in every way, this is not, not going to, I mean, this is one little bit that can help, yeah. but it's not going to absolve you from all your it sins. It might pull you out of South Hell and get you to the northern parts. Yeah, or maybe uh, you get, yeah. Maybe somewhere in there. Or at least maybe mid-hell. Mid why, mid why do I want to go to North Hill? Yeah, no, no, that's a good point. Patriot Mobile will buy out your current contract because they really want you as a customer and they give you good quality service and they can support the values you like. What do they pay, like 30 bucks to get me out of my contract? No, more than that. Oh, wow. No, 40? Uh, no, way. more than that. 50? 10 times that. $500 wow. uh, in credits. And yes, you can keep your phone number and get your great nationwide coverage, all while supporting the conservative values you care about. So call Patriot Mobile right now. They're going to waive your $35 activation fee if you give them the promo code Pat and Stu. Pat and Stu. So go to PatriotMobile.com slash Pat and Stu. PatriotMobile.com slash Pat and Stu or 1-800-A-PATRIOT. 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Here are some stories that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Pat and Stu. You know, while Donald Trump spoke uh, last week in his wonderful speech, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, mm -hmm. uh, held, a, uh, eh, held a little meeting with their school board and their ISD, and they, uh, they had a, a great evening. First, they were struggling with, we didn't get that many people to come out. On a Tuesday night when the President of the United States was speaking, hmm. big kind of a surprise Odd. there. And they also uh, gave, that's uh, mostly symbolic, but it also, you know, ensures the public schools are an environment safe, welcome, welcoming, and inclusive for all students and families, regardless of their immigration status. Oh, how wonderful. Now, when asked, one of our local news stations, uh, who was there, by the way, and we're going to play a clip from one of the local local ladies who were there, and she was, man, she is. <laughs> local ladies. One of the local ladies that I like was how you there. Put that. The man on the street, uh, we also uh, met that he really believes that everyone, everyone deserves an education no matter what. No matter where you come from, the color of your skin, every child deserves that education. No, uh, no not, they don't. No, they don't. No, uh, no they don't. No, they don't. No, I'm sorry, they don't. <laughs> no, they Meaning do the education provided by our tax dollars? Yeah, Or just right. an education? I, we have no responsibility <laughs> to pay for uh, Mexicans or Ecuadorians or Irish people who come here illegally and, and take advantage of our system, and we pay for it all. No, I'm sorry. No, they don't. They don't have that right. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, they might have a, uh, the right to that education in the country. In their they were own in. country. Yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, but yeah, whatever. Listen, I mean, according, I don't know. according to Dr. Ann Sutherland, people are frightened not only for themselves, good, but for other people they know. Good. And they were, they were commenting on that at the board, and we had a one of the local ladies comment on it too. And <laughs> this right. could turn into one of my favorite <clears throat> new clips. Let's see. Children, just in my neighborhood are potentially laying their heads down at night, worried about losing someone in their family to deportation. Oh, my oh, gosh. Wait, they're potentially? Children are potentially. <laughs> we don't know that they're actually worried, but we are, they Absolutely. could potentially be worried. This is a fantastic worried. clip. Uh, yes, we could, we could, you could break it down. You could go through it because she's concerned that there's children in uh -huh. her neighborhood 
who are potentially going to lay there's, their head there's on the pillow. There's children in our neighborhood potentially worried about the boogeyman, too. That doesn't mean that the boogeyman's <laughs> going to come and get them. Uh, the, they shouldn't worry about it because deportations are hardly ever happening, for one thing. Out of the 20 million that are here illegally, uh, a fraction of that is deported every, every year. We, we deport, I, I forget well, what the number was, 100,000? Is it even that high? Um, I think it was a couple million throughout the entire presidency. Yeah, Those through the presidency. Of, yeah, it's, it's, Barack Obama. you know, uh, 200,000 a year. Well, I mean, with the, with the Fort, in Fort Worth School District, the ISD, 53,000 Fort Worth students, 63% identify as Hispanic. Uh-oh. So board members, board members, they shot down at this meeting that ICE agents have been in and around school campuses looking for undocumented students. God. That's just not happening. <laughs> I mean, and the other thing is, if I'm in Mexico illegally, I should be scared that the Mexican yeah, authorities absolutely. are going to find me and deport me from their country. Should be. And if I've got my family there and we're all living there together... Who, they, how many Mexicans do you think give a rat's ass if I'm scared or my kids are scared? Not a one. Not and nor should one. They. Not a one. Should nor they should they care. No. Nor should we. Why are we the only country on earth that has to concern ourselves with how they feel for breaking our laws? And quick question here, Pat, honestly. God. If, you were in, if you were in Mexico and you brought your family there to live there and to put mm-hmm. them in that situation, would you be a good parent or a bad uh, I'd parent? I'd be a bad parent. I'd be a bad parent. I'm sorry. Would you be putting your kids in that situation? No, I would not. No, no. I don't think I would either. Um, now, look, I understand. I understand the motivation, and I understand also the reason why a lot of these people do come up across the border, and they're not, obviously not just from Mexico, from all over the world, largely because we haven't treated the problem seriously. So, yes, they see, mm-hmm. they see it the same way Pat Gray sees stop signs, optional. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, so they see it as like, uh, well, if I get caught, maybe I get a ticket. Maybe I'll get a fine. Maybe they'll get a slap on the wrist. Maybe I'll have to go across the border and then come back in. They don't see it as being taken seriously. And, of course, that's what, oddly, what, what Trump is getting out of this, which they're saying that now some border crossings are down before they've even started to implement it because they believe Trump is going to take it seriously, even though he has outwardly said, hey, we need comprehensive immigration reform. The same crap that Marco Rubio and John McCain wanted to push on us, Trump has said he wants. They're worried, though. Um, they're worried, though, Stu, and they're worried. Just like this lady tough. was in Fort Worth, people are scared. People are scared, Stu. Well, I mean, you know, honestly, Pat, put it, it's true. I don't like the idea that children might be scared, but you know what? Families should be scared. If you brought mm-hmm. your kids here um, illegally, then, you know, there's, you probably should be scared. It's now, if fault. you had the kids here, if you had the children in the country, they're going to be citizens. Yeah, they don't need um, to be scared. They don't need to be scared, though they'd have to probably stay with, you know, because their parents could be deported. And they're like, well, that's going to disassemble families. Yeah, whenever you mm. have an illegal... Not necessarily. You, when you commit a crime, um, typically what happens <clears throat> is you're going, to have, you're going to be separated from your family because you're going to have to go to prison. Happens Here, every you day can actually to American stay, citizens. It's a much better happens situation every day. And the thing is, if you're separated or if you're, if you're your found choosing. and you're deported, you can take your family with yeah, you. I that's guarantee your you ICE will let you take your family with you. I, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's the di- where Stu was headed. That's a big difference between going to prison and being separated rather right. than just saying, hey, we're going to send you back to your country of origin. Guess what? Take your family with you. Have a nice day. Right. Take care. It's your choice. It's not our responsibility. Oh, maddening. Yeah, we got to get a grip on this. Okay. Yeah. Also today, just uh, before we before we go to break, just one last little break, just to calm you down just a little bit. I know that you said uh, spoons today was peeps. 
Yeah. Uh, but uh, today, after, after all that we do for the Nabisco company, today alone is the National Oreo Cookie Day. Why are we not having Oreos today? Mm. <laughs> National <laughs> Oreo Cookie yeah. Day. Poor Marissa. All you do every time we have Oreos that is complain that we're having Oreos again. Mm -hmm. And now the one time mm -hmm. we're not having Oreos, I'm just you're saying, saying I, we need Oreos. <laughs> I'm just saying. Stu. I also heard it was I was National ready to celebrate uh, by grabbing a glass of milk and a handful of Oreos, but damn milks! I, no, I know. Uh, I, know. I actually heard it was a National Cheese Puff Day or something too uh, today or yesterday. Do you know, Jeffy? I don't know that? that that to be true today. I mean, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Because it I, couldn't be both Cheese Puff Day and Oreo Day, right? I don't know. Uh, Normally, I'd be, be like, I don't well, know. I, this is America. It is, and we I don't mean, like to. I mean, we don't like to just. We're a pretty. We like to jam pack our days full of things. We do. We know so. that was yesterday. Yeah, that was. Okay, okay. that was doodle. yesterday. Cheese doodle, doodle day, day yesterday. I, today. I mean, uh, celebrate however you want on the weekend. I'm just talking about Monday through Friday here on the Pat and Stu show. All okay. right. Uh, Thank you, Jim. Or Monday through Thursday. Triple eight seven two seven back. More Pat and Stu coming up in a minute. Wait, I'm here on Friday. Where are you guys? Uh, oh, you do? Oh, that's I mean, right. Here. Jeffy does our show for us on Friday. Remember oh, the one we well, air yeah. to, to all of our affiliates? <laughs> <laughs> and that's on Wait. Dish. Spoons. All right. Okay. Here we are on National Oreo Day, so we're going to be taste testing the cherry limeade tweet peeps. <laughs> Makes no sense. Actually, we uh, we do have. I know she pulled some Oreos out of the yeah, hat. There we go. We have a roster of, of foods that are built up for spoons that Marissa acquires, and we have birthday cake Oreos, which were planned for another day. However, do we do those today since it's National Oreo Day? I mean, we pretty much have to, right? I so we'll keep the peeps for another day, or no. we could eat them both. We could what eat if them we both. We could eat them both. We could eat them both. You should Especially do that? since you can't eat the peeps, which I'm, I'm yeah, devastated. You can't eat the peeps. All right, let's start with the peeps. Uh, Wait, does that mean that gives you something right. to eat then if we do both? Yes. So, now we have uh, a bunch right. of Easter candy type stuff uh, building up over the next couple of weeks uh, that we'll be trying. Um, so well, there's a lot to try as far as the Easter candy okay, goes. Okay, so these are what flavor? What is on cherry, the bottom? Cherry limeade? Yeah, some cherry limeade. It's like a lime chocolate almost. And so obviously. Hmm. Stu can't have these because there's some sort of animal product it's bone in it. Dust. Bone, bone dust. Bone dust inside, man. <laughs> or gelatin, one of the two. <laughs> bone dust or gelatin apparently make up marshmallows, and so we're going to... Let's break it up. Oh, the chocolate just broke right apart good, too. i got to say, thanks for the mm. English there, Jeffy. I think the, the idea of the fruity combined wow. with marshmallow kind of sounds like it would be pretty good. You know who usually does this? Mexico. This is a Mexican product. Really? I bet you. Why do you say that? Did you get this at a... In a Mexican grocery store? No, I think these Marissa? are. I think there's, there's Target? a bunch of yeah. Target. I know there's a. I mean, really? that's pretty close to a Mexican. A does that not taste like Mexico? It does. Yeah. This is what they do all the time, and you go into a, a specialty store. Pretty good though. Like um, Fiesta. Yes. You ever been to a Fiesta? I've never Fiesta? been in one. I've seen them before though. Uh, they have this kind of stuff all the time. So uh, the fruity marshmallow thing. You get a fruit burst, then a creamy burst. It sounds like it might pretty be pretty good. Big time fruit good. burst. Pretty good. Yeah, or? Really lime. Um, good. Very yeah. strong. You should try it. If you like lemon or lime limeade, okay. you'd yeah. probably like this. All right, scale of 1 to 18, the Jeffy scale. Uh, the highest number he can count to is 18, so we go, go on that scale. Jeffy, what, did you, what would you give the peeps? I, I don't know. I'm going to give know. it an 8. 
Yeah. Eight out of 18, not too yeah. high. Yeah, that, that's about right. Eight, nine. Okay. We also have birthday cake Oreos. Uh, now, the birthday cake Oreo is going to have the uh, golden Oreo Look at the shell. that. Mm hmm. Uh, which I'm a fan of. I like the golden Oreo. Those bad boys are world class. Um, inside, you're going to have a, a cream, a birthday cake flavored cream with like <clears> some little bits of oh, sprinkles. Or, I don't know if they're actually bits of sprinkles, but they're supposed to represent a, a sprinkles. some sprinkles. Smell. They smell like birthday cake. Let's give it a, a it, in context, full bite. Cookie and cream. Oh, they do. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. to detect a difference between this and a normal golden Oreo is a bit of a stretch. I mean, it tastes. Well, I got the multicolored frosting. Right. Well, but is it more than that? I'll say it's a it's a normal golden Oreo cookie. No difference there. Yeah. And try the cream here by itself. It's always a key moment in an Oreo taste test. I don't think there's any birthday cake taste to it. Do you? Maybe a little bit. Maybe just a hint of it. Yeah, not much. I mean, golden mm -hmm. Oreos are good anyway. I like golden Oreos, I but like the difference between these and normal golden Oreos is very minimal. Yeah. Very. Um, on a scale from one to eighteen, I, mean, I like golden a, Oreos anyway. I do too. What do you give it? I'll give mine a nine. Nine? Uh huh. I'll go. Uh, I'll go a little higher. I'll go an eleven. Oh yeah, these right. are ten or eleven anyway. Which one? Ten or eleven. They're in there somewhere. Right <laughs> in there somewhere. All right. Before we uh, take a break here, let's. Uh, Can we get to the Alex Jones? Room? Yeah, because this quick. is important. Alex Jones <laughs> talking to you about what you need to know um, about his outbursts, and it's it's pretty interesting. Vice picked this up. Watch. Here it is. We're gonna beat your. <laughs> you just get that through your stinking traitor's heads. <laughs> Excuse me, I apologize. We have a lot of Christian affiliates. I am a Christian. But I will stomp your head in if you start a fight with me, you thug scum. Anyways, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Bunch of cowards. Excuse me. Uh, I'm going to control myself right now. She is a demon damned to hell. Excuse me. I've been trying to control myself, trying to be professional about this. But oh, yeah. at a certain point, I just am just really getting pissed. Just excuse me. We're not going to have Pepsi with baby flavoring in it. I mean, what the hell have we become? Excuse me. If I didn't have a liberal from New York in the bathroom, I couldn't wipe my Excuse me. I apologize. We have a family audience. That was wrong, and I won't do it again. You think I'm a coward like you? I'm sorry. You dishonorable, cowardly pieces of garbage. I'm a little disappointed. Excuse me. Yeah, coming for you. Coming for you. We know what you're doing. Wow. Uh, I'm a little disappointed uh, we're not going to have. lying crap. It never ends. Excuse me. Sorry. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. This is a time bomb. bomb. Yeah, yeah. You're a big tough guy, buddy. You just rammed into me. Ah, how do you like that? Now hit me in the face and see what happens, punk. I'm sorry. There's an attack on the species <laughs> by a guild of psychopaths, and they must be defeated. The guild of psychopaths? Yeah. I'm going to settle down. Excuse me. <laughs> wow, that was tremendous. I'm a, little, I'm a little saddened by the fact that there's no baby-flavored Pepsi. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I'm a little be, bummed. That would be a good uh, spoon segment, Yeah, actually. it would. You'd have to try it. Back with more in a second. Well, okay, uh, Glenn, David, and uh, Jeremy are unpacking artifacts uh, just arriving at the vault, and this includes weapons from the Revolutionary War. Another episode of the vault. Okay, David, this is, this is John Marshall. John Marshall, Chief Justice U.S. Supreme Court, 
What year? Uh, this is, oh, man, what was this? 1819, I think. I think it was 1819. Good guy, bad guy? Yes. This is 1820. 1820. 1820. He's good guy and bad guy, depends on what your viewpoint is. His moral character and such was good. He was an aide to George Washington during the American Revolution. He was a Federalist, which meant he was pretty big government, and he was, in that sense, a guy that kind of introduced judicial activism. Mm. Um, but look at, the, look at the content of the letter. Can you read okay, that? It's a barely. I, I have deferred making any acknowledgement for your polite attention in favoring me with a copy of your discourse other religion? On, on the religion? On the religion of the Indians. Indian, Indian tribes, tribes of North America until I would give it attention uh, now I can, something. I can help you sheet because we, we typed it out okay. here so you can read it, read it here. Um, until I could give it an attention perusal, I have now had that gratification. The subject is interesting and furnishes much matter for reflection. The religion of these untaught children of the forest partakers less of gross idolatry than has been generally supposed. It's a matter of curious observation that the original theory or creed of these ignorant savages approaches so nearly that of the most polished and enlightened nations while unaided by revelation. Man left to himself seems at all times to have formed nearly the same system respecting the creator of all things and some future state of rewards and punishment. There seems to be some sentiment expressed on our impressed. minds in, impressed on our minds by the divine hand which produces nearly the same results in all created beings. Except, sir, my many thanks for the pleasure of having received from the very interesting view you have taken on this subject and believe me to be with great respect your obedient John Marshall. That's heavy stuff. He's, whether you're really highly educated or have no education at all, how is it everybody comes to the conclusion there's a creator and that there's a future state of rewards and punishments? Divine hand. And this that. also this also says that these are not ignorant savages. No, he, he's doing that in, in yes. air quotes. Yeah. These so-called ignorant savages reach the same conclusions you really smart yes. people do. Yes. And, and by the and way, that's what we're told that that point of view is not. Well, not that's not. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And about three years later, he uses that same rhetoric in one of his decisions. So this actually ends up being part of, of a belief that he expressed other times as well. Now, you were having trouble reading that. I think I can help you if you will put some reading glasses on. If you <laughs> Who's reading glasses? These are, are, these are magnification reading glasses. If you want to put those on now. Careful. Oh, man, they, they, they kind of fit, except feel, he had a short head. Do you feel presidential right now? You should. That's a I do. I want to do some executive order right now. Well, you, you, you've got the glasses of Zachary Taylor, President Zachary Taylor. So you're now with a presidential glass. And if you want to really feel like a president, you go right back there and sit down in his chair because that's that's the. Okay, uh, please uh, don't sit in the chair. Yeah, but you actually, can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Anybody sits in that chair, we'll throw them out. But that is the. We the should chair. have this redone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. So this was in the White House, that's but this why. is prior to the Resolute Desk. Well, they didn't have, even when they had the Resolute Desk. It went. It, it, was, it wasn't until John F. Kennedy. Yeah. yeah. So this sat in the Oval Office? I don't know if it was in the Oval. Did they just, have the Oval then? Yes. They did. Yes. So it was part of the White House as part of the, the provenance on it. So President Zachary Taylor, and by the way, he is the first and only, now we can't say only, he's the first president to have had no political affiliation before being elected. Now, Trump is the second one that has no real political affiliation but Trump is the first one to have neither a political affiliation 
or military service record. He was a general. He was the, the guy who did the, the, the war with Mexico in 1846 to 48. 1851, he becomes president of the United States as a war hero. So, David, how come this wasn't scooped up by um, uh, Jackie Kennedy? When she went and redid, she searched high and low for all the original furniture. Probably some family member had it at that point in time, didn't let go of it then, but it may have descended to grandkids who don't care about it. They may mm. have sold it. No telling what the reason was. I don't know what the reason There's probably a reason. I don't know what it was here. Uh, but this... It would be was, interesting. I, do, would it hurt, Jeremy, do you know? Would it hurt to, if you could remake the fabric, to gently take this fabric off, keep it, but... That I would it? have to do some research on it. I don't know, and if you look... It's bizarre fabric. It, it is. It, it's all hand-woven type of stuff, and you would not want to replace it because the fact that it's original and that this is the way it is since he was there is what helps add the value to it as well. Now, if you were going to sit in it and display it, uh, you could make it look better, but you, you get the same thing here by having the original. If you're going like to use it, it's a really nice string right out here that says, do not sit. Well, actually, yeah. we're, we're going to have a big band around it, the stanchions yeah. around you know, it. You know, you know what helps is the, the, the Nazi interrogation chair we have. You just put some straps on it, and then everybody's <laughs> like, I don't want to sit in that chair. <laughs> that's great. So that's great, great, great. President Zachary Taylor. Um, Proclamation, a Thanksgiving proclamation. This is just various Here, examples. Put this away, yeah. This one happens to be from Massachusetts, and it's uh, 1884. And it's a fast, if you can imagine, calling the state of Massachusetts in 1884 to fasting and prayer. And this was an annual practice in Massachusetts. Now, Where were these hang? They, this is called a broadside, and they would hang this around a tree. They would hang it on the side of a building. I mean, this is what you put up for a billboard. This is, okay. this is your billboard back then. So as you're riding into town on a horse, you see it coming into town, it'll be on the side of the livery stable, it'll be on the side of the general store. This is how you get word out. And, and so to this, it's only recently, relatively recently, that um, Massachusetts has changed this. But April 15th is the annual day of prayer and fasting. Today they call it Patriot Day. They still have mm -hmm. the day. Mm -hmm. But Patriot Day in Massachusetts was the annual day of prayer and fasting. And once a year, you had a day of prayer and fasting in Massachusetts until Isn't relative. that interesting? That's the day of the Boston bombing. Wow. For the, for the Boston Marathon mm -hmm. bombing was April Patriot 15th. Day. Wow. Yeah, it's Patriot Day. Here's, here's another one. This is a smaller broadside. This is by President of the United States, one of your favorites, Woodrow Wilson. Wilson. 19. Jeez. But Such see, a fraud. But what's interesting is we still had a common culture at that time. You and know, he hated this, but it showed that the president had to, it was so strong right. in the culture that the president had Has to do to this. to acknowledge this is where the people are, this is where the nation is, this is our history, our history. Today, oh no, we've always been secular. So David, argue the case with me, because this is what I would think. You know, you could you could argue they only said this using Woodrow Wilson. They only did these things because it was so strong in the culture. But our founders weren't really like this. Well, it, let's take the same logic you started with. It's so strong in the culture. The founders by 1815 had done 1,400 government-issued calls to prayer, and that's a whole lot more than any other generation. Now, why would they have done more? And by the way. Theirs are written in their own hand. I have a number of their original proclamations they write out. These are often done by staff members. These later ones like that, I guarantee you Wilson did not no. write that. No. 
Washington did. As a matter of fact, the chaplains talked about the fact that in Washington's administration, they didn't get to write the, the proclamations. Washington wrote his own proclamations. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at those president's proclamations in the early years, they were done by the guys themselves. And you can't be shallow in faith and come up with no. the rhetoric that they did no. for no. the things that they no. have. No.